0: Welcome back to Blooming, a podcast for growth, which is all about planting the seeds to create your best life. This episode is all about social media and creating a timeline that you love across all platforms. Coming at you from Austin, Texas, my name is Kristen Jeanette and I am a certified non-expert with a lot of insight and things to say. Without further ado, let's get into episode six. Happy Monday, beautiful people. And welcome back to the podcast. Some housekeeping things for you guys before we get into today's topic first of all, we have an intro. It took me a while, but I found some music that I really liked. It's royalty free and I wanted to use it. So we're going to use it. Uh, You won't hear me do my little intro or you'll hear it in the beginning of this podcast. And any announcements and things will be kept in the actual episode. So here are our announcements. The first thing, besides having an intro, is I told you guys that when we, we would be on Apple Podcasts soon and I would let you know when that happened. Well, it happened. If you have been listening primarily on like Spotify or iHeartRadio and you listen to all your podcasts on Apple, thank you so much for your dedication and support. But now you can look up Blooming a Podcast for Growth on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, review, leave any feedback. If you don't want to like text me or DM me personally. I am so glad that we've got that hurdle done. And now you can listen on all podcast platforms, at least the major ones. My second little announcement, not a big announcement, but something to keep in mind is that I am going to go through some rebranding. That's one of my resolutions. When I first kind of created a personal brand on Instagram it was for a college class and I had decided I wanted everything to be millennial pink. I wanted my entire life to be drowned in millennial pink. I had my posts, if you go back to my posts in early of 2019, you would see a lot of pink and a lot of pink filters and my aesthetic, my style has definitely changed. It's meant to change over time. We all grow, we all have different ideas of what we want our feeds and our lives to look like. So because of that, I'm going to do some rebranding and this logo for the podcast may change. I'm still doing like exercises and seeing what I want to do design wise. But if it does change, I will let you guys know and you'll be the first ones to know about it. Anyway, with, the, with all of that said, let's get into today's topic, which is all about social media. So the reason we're doing social media is I have a story time. I like having story times for you guys. This one is from this past week, and I was scrolling on social media. As some of you guys know, I've been on the job hunt, so I have been interviewing like crazy, applying to jobs like crazy. I think my spreadsheet that I have has over 130 jobs on it now, which blows my mind. I don't think I've ever applied to that many jobs before, at least in one sitting, or over a certain period of time when I'm looking for a job. And so while I was applying, I was scrolling through my feed and I saw a friend of mine had gotten a new job and it was right after she graduated. And she, it's a really good job and it's with a really good company. And I was so happy for her, which I still am. I'm over the moon. I'm really proud of her. But it's been happening over this past year that as my friends graduate, They all got jobs in the same career field right out of college. These people usually studied the same programs that I did or similar programs, and they're getting placements right away. And it's great, but I was feeling a little discouraged after a while because uh, if I'm going through the same program, I should be getting the same kind of attention from the companies that I want to work for, but things happen. looking back on my college career, I did not do that much. Like, it's remarkable that the people that have gotten these really great jobs, the work they did throughout college to get there. Like, it's phenomenal. And I'm so proud of them all the time. But when I look back at my college career, something I've had to forgive myself for, another thing that relates to the last episode of forgiveness, if you guys want to catch up, is that I had to forgive myself for not doing all the work that I should have done or wanted to do to get a better job in the future. Like that's something that I've got to make peace with. <laughs> um, and so keeping that in mind, I think it's really good to talk about social media and particularly comparison um, of your life and of your achievements on social media with other people, you know, like friends and colleagues with, I'm, um, like other classmates and acquaintances with family even or even just strangers on the internet that are doing really successfully and you may feel like you're not you're not up to par with them. So, that's what this episode's going to be about and it's going to be about creating a feed and a timeline for yourself that you enjoy looking at every day and that you don't feel comparison as much because if we're being honest, we do it's I feel like it's almost natural for all of us to compare ourselves at one point or another. And a way to combat that is to have a feed that you enjoy following. So these are just some of my notes and tips and tricks that I've got for creating a feed that you love. Feel free to adhere to them if you want. These are just simple guidelines that I think are super helpful when you're working on creating a new feed and just enjoying, enjoying what you're doing on social media and what you're seeing. So <clears throat> let's get into it. The first thing I've got is that comparison for me is what I call getting the Joneses. And the Joneses, if you don't know, is from the comic strip in the New York Times called Keeping Up with the Joneses. It started in the 40s. And so over time, the comic book became commentary about consumerism because over time, People had more money in their pockets and there was more access to goods. There was an increase of production. I think this was around the time fast fashion became pretty popular because we weren't tailoring things for every individual person. It was just mass production. So the keeping up with the Joneses became about material goods and seeing what your neighbor had as a status of success or a symbol of success and wanting that. Don't quote me on it. I don't think that the comic strip exists anymore. But I think a more common, like example that we're seeing nowadays is keeping up with the Kardashians. That was where that name of that show came from. Was the phrase "keeping up with the Joneses," and so this was the Kardashians, as we know, are a very wealthy, affluent family because of scandal, and it was so easy to keep up with them every week on TV. And then when social media came around, it was easier to keep up with them personally, like following them on social media and seeing all that they have. And with social media relating, it's become standard practice for companies to have social media accounts And to post constantly about the new goods that they're launching and the things you can buy and how easy it is just to buy literally on Instagram. Now, you can shop a company's social media feed, like their posts, and if you click on it, you can add it to a cart and buy through Instagram. It's such a rise in consumerism and it's definitely overwhelming. It's so oversaturated. The market itself has become oversaturated with all of the options and all the things you can buy. And it makes sense to feel really overwhelmed that you don't have enough and you're not good enough for these kinds of things. It really messes with your mind space. And with that also, while you have this one hand of the market, show, or of just companies just showing you all the things you can buy and all the money you can spend, you, on the other hand, you've got news accounts and people posting about relevant issues that are sometimes really triggering. Like, for example, when I go on my feed, I see people talking about the Harvey Weinstein scandal, and I, fortunately, I've never been through that kind of traumatic experience, but I know that for some people, that's really a lot for them if they've gone through that to see it every day on their social media feeds. So it took some time for me to really know what I wanted to follow. Once I did know, and once I started curating the kinds of posts that I liked and the kinds of people that I enjoyed following, the Instagram algorithm and like the Twitter algorithm, because I have Twitter too, they started showing me tweets that I may like more and although cookies and data selling is bad, the ads that I was seeing are getting were getting more personalized and they weren't they were things I was actively looking up, which I think is kind of the positive about that kind of ad world is that if you're leaving all these traces of data and things, it's easier for networks and things like that to recommend things that you may enjoy so This episode is going to be more about, not about getting your algorithm to send you ads that you like. It's going to be about how to engage with people that you actually want to follow. And let's get into those tips now because I feel like I'm rambling. (laughs) So the first kind of tip that I have is to identify your Joneses. Like I said earlier, when I get into bouts of comparison, I find myself getting the Joneses and feeling like I'm not good enough. So, identifying what specifically doesn't make me feel good or make me want to engage with social media, that's the kind of stuff that I keep in the back of my mind, especially when I'm following people or thinking about accounts that I really like. So, one of the things that I suggest is uh looking at somebody's posts or seeing what you're following and thinking about the feelings that you get and if you get any particularly bad feelings like for example for me if somebody shows a really ridiculous display of wealth that makes me roll my eyes that's something I don't want to deal with or if somebody's doing something that is really great but I'm feeling a tinge of guilt because of my life and my choices, that's something else that I keep in mind. Another thing that I have is that I try to avoid companies that post way too much about all those products that they're offering, the things that are going on. Um, I know there's one account in particular (laughs) that They have a new product that launches every single week and they post like 10 times about it per week to get people aware of the product and how it works. And when it launches, there's, and I get why companies do this. Like it's so hard in this algorithm of social media because now there's not really posts. You're not really able to see posts in recent order. So they're trying to post as much as possible to get somebody to see what they're, what they're launching and to see all the information they can. But it ends up being like 10 posts. If you see one of these posts and you like it, you're going to get all the other posts that they're posting about. You're, like if you, they're aiming, let's say, I'm not good at algorithm math, but for me, I can like one post about a makeup tutorial from that brand. And if I like it, then I get three more posts after it about the products that they were launching all within like a few minutes of each other because the company is trying to post as much as they can. So that kind of triggered or not triggered me, it alerted me to seeing how this works and that I don't want to be overwhelmed with everything that people are launching and that they want you to buy. So that was something that I keep an eye-, eye out for. If you follow those kinds of companies and you feel like you can't keep up or you feel really overwhelmed with all that information, maybe that's something you can keep up uh, or keep an eye on. And with all that said, if you're, if once you've got your Joneses and the things that you don't want to engage with, you can keep that in mind and go into the next step, which is clearing your feed. I clear my feed periodically. I'd say every six months I do a deep, like, unfollowing spree, and then as posts come up, I can evaluate and see whether these are the accounts I want to follow. So, with that said, the first criteria that I have for clearing my feed is if people aren't following me back, <laughs> which kind of sounds silly, but there are lots of accounts, um, kind of bot-ish accounts that follow you and they unfollow you a day later. And usually because they want a big follow count, they do that and then they unfollow you whether you follow them back or not. So I check that because usually these are people I don't know and that I don't want to know. And that gets a good chunk of followers out of the way. The second thing that I keep in mind when I'm unfollowing is seeing if people post anything that is fundamentally against my beliefs. So there, for an example, there was somebody that I followed and they posted uh, about, what was it? It was an issue that I personally am against. I don't, I didn't like their stance on it. And I didn't want to see that every day in my feed because that would make me angrier. And that would make me want to argue with that person. And I've been in those situations. I think everybody's been in those situations. Forgive my stuttering. And they're seeing all these Facebook arguments. (laughs) And you want to chime in because you have an opinion. I've come to find that over multiple issues that have started because of social media in my life, I found it's better to save Face and to save that relationship by not engaging with what they're posting on social media. And the easiest way I can do that is to unfollow. So I do this with no intent to like make it personal or anything. It's just for my well being. I don't want to see something that I'm just against and that I don't feel like arguing about. My other thing that I have, which kind of sounds bad, but and when I explain it, you might get it, is that I'll unfollow people that I haven't talked to or engaged with in six months. Usually, when I look at that and I see like who I haven't really been talking to or engaging with, it's because either they haven't posted or they have, and there's just nothing super memorable about their content. Um, or like, here's a better example if you're like. If I unfollow somebody that I went to school with, it's probably because I haven't talked to them since we graduated or since um, since we had, like, a class together. So I kind of look at that and I keep that in mind as well when I'm unfollowing people because I will probably not run into them again. So it's not really necessary for me to keep up. I hope that makes sense <laughs> when it comes to unfollowing people. And I hope those are some guidelines that can help you. Obviously, you've got your own guidelines um, for following and unfollowing people, but those are mine, and if you need some help, I hope those are helpful. The next thing that I have in this whole like, like tip tips and tricks guide is uh, identifying your values and your interests. This is kind of going into why you're unfollowing people, but also why you're following people and to keep just keep track of who you're following and really evaluate what you want to follow that that makes more sense so for me those criteria that i have are first of all i want to love the people follow people that i love so friends family that aren't that aren't like posting anything i'm fundamentally against like like i follow like all of my cousins that i haven't that I haven't seen in person because I miss them and I love keeping up with them. And which side note, my cousins are awesome. Like my extended cousins, they're so cool. Anyway, I could just do a podcast about how much I love my older cousins. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> so I keep my friends and family pretty much like close friends and family, you're always going to be followed by me. And then I think about my values. So what I value is of what you value are probably very different. There are so many things and topics and content that you can find important. So for me, I've got mine and I want whatever accounts I follow to fit that criteria. And that's a little bit more personal for me and we can go into doing values exercises later on in another episode, but that will take too much time. The last kind of tip that I have for following accounts is to seek out content like on your explore page or through friends of friends like the who to follow option um, is to seek out content and accounts that follow your values and keep you both accountable and intrigued in what they're posting. So interests always change. And that's why I do period like periodic unfollowing and following sprees because my interests have obviously changed. Like I am not into... Wearing a full face of makeup every day, so I don't follow any more makeup accounts, except for one, and that's because they do more of a skincare kind of thing. And instead of those makeup accounts that I followed like four or five years ago, I'm now following like therapists, which I find super helpful for me to keep myself accountable and to keep my keep my personal growth in mind, which is the why I have this podcast for personal growth. I also follow like. Other interests that I have, like yoga, I've picked up yoga again, so I want to keep that in the back of my mind, or, just a, or I want to be able to see content related to yoga. Women's soccer, like many people, I have fallen in love with women's soccer <laughs> over the past year, and I'm, I have a team now that I love, and I want to be able to keep up with that team and see what's going on. I won't say that team, because they're going through a lot of changes, and I might revoke my fandom, <laughs> so I don't want that on record. And then another one I have that is just an interest of mine is minimalism and sustainable living, because I've been thinking about my impact on the planet and how it's affecting our planet. And I want to hold myself accountable to create a less like to create less waste and to have a more mindful perspective on my impact on planet Earth. So keep your interest range relatively small. If you want to be able to track all of that. But following your interests is just a w- great way to see how you've changed and how you are changing, and it shows a reflection of who you are. So that's kind of my spiel on why you should follow things that interest you. <laughs> um, and I might create a bonus episode that can air later this week on who I followed that keeps me accountable with those kinds of things like minimalism or therapists specifically accounts that benefit my personal growth and if you guys want that let me know i think it'd be a good idea to talk about podcasts that also that i listen to that also keep me accountable or instagram accounts or youtube channels that keep me accountable in everyday living if you want that let me know i'd love to do it i already have a list of who i follow and why i follow them so yeah let me know if you want that we can do it Okay, those are all the tips that I've got. I hope this is helpful. Uh if you've got any feedback or any tips that you have, let me know. I would love to know what you kind of use to engage with accounts and to follow people. Um yeah, I'd love to know. With all of that said, I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful week ahead of you. And yeah, until next time, be sure to drink water. I forgot my outro. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Be sure to drink water, be kind to yourself, and look at all the ways you can grow. I love you guys, and I will see you very soon. Bye.